This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types from the first time bettors to hardcore make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. Ostrowski and Horvat, this is BetQL Daily with your weekdays 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain, live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, always on the Radio.com app. Subscribe. To the podcast, we bring in Eli Hershkovich to discuss tonight's college basketball card. Eli, we didn't hear from you earlier. Uh, can you explain exactly what happened when you set up Horvat's banner behind him? Because, uh, man, the top is all jacked up. Well, well we I did adjust. It. Thank you. Thank you. See, Ryan, I came in there, Joe. I came in there during a break, and I said, I'm going to push it up so it's not evident. And I think it looks better. Let me see. Go back to the screen. Hit it. Um, does it, Eli, does it look terrible with me? Cause I got the, actually, it, you know, it's not as dark as I thought it. See, it's kind of dark in my room. Um, does it look terrible that I have two different banners next to each other? No, cause we'll get you another banner that should be coming shortly and then it'll be better. It'll look better. I think it looks fine. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Good job, Eli. Getting everything set. Thank Good you. Job. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, where do you want to start with college basketball? Do you want to start with tonight's card futures takeaways from last night? What's on your, what's on uh, top of your mind? Yeah. So I guess one quick thing on last night, then I, then, a uh, interesting, I guess, maybe not a prop bet, but uh, a title futures, bet, a three-way title futures bet for college basketball up at points bet. But first Gonzaga was up by 21 against BYU in the second half. I took BYU plus four and a half second half. They covered that line, uh, lost the game by 11. Uh, they they were down by nine, I think, with like 10 seconds to go. So they made that thing a little competitive down the stretch. But Jalen Suggs was really impressive for Gonzaga. And for people that don't know, one of the best freshmen in college basketball. But his jumper looked much improved last night and over the last few games in conference play. And when we think about that potential Baylor-Gonzaga national title game, or when you think about some of the more elite teams in college basketball, some of the better defensive backcourts like Baylor with Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler, like Suggs is going to have to get off shots because he's not going to be able to get into the lane as easily as he does in conference play. And against some of those tougher non-conference opponents didn't face a Baylor. We didn't get that Gonzaga Baylor matchup. So just overall from last night, Ohio state looked impressive, but to me that was more about Maryland, not playing well and not hitting their fair share of threes, an area where you can expose Ohio state again, a little underinflated number for Ohio state's perimeter defense so far in conference play. But Jalen Suggs to me was the story last night. Okay. What uh, what about uh, tonight? What are you thinking? By the way, I'm just distracted a little bit, Eli, because I was taking a look at bracketmatrix.com and our Bama Crimson Tide. They're saying they're a two right now. They're up there. They're staying there for right now. I guess we could we could talk some Bama right now. They're playing South Carolina today. Uh, that line down to six. I think it opened around Bama minus seven and a half on the road. 
uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, now down to six. I get why the money's coming in on South Carolina. Bama has regressed a little bit from three. They were shooting around 42, 43% from behind the Arkan Conference play. Now they're down to, I believe it's like around 39. Yeah, 39.6% to be exact. Still the number one percentage in SEC play, but that number has taken a dip and it's just expected. You're not going to shoot 42% for the entire stretch in conference play. But South Carolina's perimeter defense has been uh, susceptible so far in conference play. They're giving up the fourth highest scoring rate in uh, SEC play and one of the lowest three-point percentages uh, defensively given up in, in conference. So I think this is kind of a get-right game for Bama from three. Now, South Carolina is playing better basketball of late, and this is kind of a, a prototypical Frank Martin team where I know they lost to Mississippi State on Saturday as a favorite, around two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, but they beat Florida on the road last week as an eight-and-a-half-point dog. So it's a little concerning uh, the way Bama's shooting the ball, but again, a get-right game for this Bama team. Still without Jordan Bruner, still a long ways to go defensively on the glass without him, but once you get him back, that'll improve, and hopefully Bama shoots the three better tonight. Eli, let me ask you a question really quick, because uh, you were talking about the outright. So before you move on from this really quick, because Gonzaga right now, obviously, plus 300, Baylor plus 375. I know that they're dealing with some COVID issues, so they're going to miss their next two games now. Where do you see value? Like, if I want to play the field, where do you say where do you see value? Because Gonzaga and Baylor are so damn good this year. Like, is it with Michigan? Is it maybe Illinois? You never know what Rutgers. you're going to get. Rutgers? <laughs> oh, I love Rutgers. How about the Badgers? How about the Badgers? They can't play consistent enough basketball, but you would think that they'd be able to with all the senior leadership. Like, it's a veteran team. Obviously, like, everybody asks, what's wrong with the Blue Bloods this year? Yeah. Well, it's all one and dones. These kids don't know each other. There was no summer program. Like, if I'm looking at value, for value, in any of these teams outside of Zaga, Baylor, realistically, and Rutgers, of course. Uh, is it <laughs> Illinois? Is it Michigan? Is it Villanova even? Who do you like? Ohio All right, State. So Say Ohio State. They're, they, no, they're, absolutely they're, not. Oh, oh, people are giving Ohio State a one seed right now. No. They might, That's, and they might, but I will bet yes. against Ohio State in the round of 32 if that happens. 100%. 100%. Um, two quick things off what Ryan said at the beginning. Number one is, for the first time since 1961, you mentioned Blue Bloods. No Kansas, no Kentucky, no Michigan State, no Duke. And I don't really care what the writers have to say. I mean, they're all old anyways and don't really have good takes. But, uh, I mean, it's warranted Especially at this Rothstein. point. Yeah, and I, I like John. I love John. <laughs> I, 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 guess I, was, I guess I was just reacting to a name and I didn't really think about it. I love John. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, and then, and then to Ryan's point about the title features with Gonzaga Baylor, there is a three-way title line right now on points bet. With Gonzaga plus 300, Baylor plus 450, I think, around that number. And then the field minus 200. If you were giving me those, that kind of a three-way bet, I would take Baylor all day. Um, with the way they with the way they play defense, the way they can match up. I mentioned Jalen Suggs, and he hasn't faced a defensive backcourt like that. Whether you throw Butler at him, whether you throw Mitchell at him, whatever Scott Drew wants to do. Baylor has the, has the guards to match up, and they have the physicality up front against Drew Timmy. But that West Virginia played the uh, Gonzaga the toughest. And I know they had Shibway at that point in non-conference play before he left the program and is now at Kentucky, but they had the bigs to throw at that Gonzaga team and the athleticism and the physicality to throw at Gonzaga. But uh, in, in terms of the rest of the market, Ryan, honestly, you know, I know Joe was making fun of Rutgers, but when I go down the list and I look at title odds with some value, Rutgers at 50 to one right now on points bet, you can find them around 80 or 90 to one. At other books, Joe and I both got them 
at 90 to one before they went on on a six game losing streak, I believe. And then they just won four in a row. Um, I, I, they play at Iowa tomorrow. It scares me a little bit because it's a, it's a bounce back spot for Iowa. I don't really care about the revenge factor for Rutgers because of how much that game's mean to, means tomorrow for Iowa. So maybe you wait till after the game. Um, but I, I, this team is one of the better teams in the country defensively. Geo Baker is also starting to get healthy, which is key. When Rutgers went on that drought in terms of wins and obviously the six-game losing streak, uh, Baker was hurt. Ron Harper Jr. was hurt. Jacob Young was hurt. So now they're healthy. Omarui is back. Uh, they go a little, they go for stretches without scoring the ball at times, but Baker's starting to shoot like he did last year. I think Rutgers is a valuable bet because of the way they can defend and because of those guards too. You need good guards in March. Okay, what about tonight? What what do we love? All right, so let's start out with the game of the night. West Virginia at Texas Tech. And by the way, uh, Ryan, you can find West Virginia futures at around 50 to 1 at other books. This matchup is tough because it is a revenge spot for Texas Tech. They blew a 12-point lead at West Virginia a couple weeks ago where Miles McBride just went off. I mentioned this a lot over the last couple weeks. West Virginia didn't hit a shot or didn't miss a shot over the last eight minutes in that game which is incredible in itself. And I know people are using that against West Virginia tonight. Well, they're not going to play that well. The difference between this West Virginia team and past West Virginia teams is if the Mountaineers went on a scoring low of like four minutes, which they did in that game, four or five minutes, they could do that again uh, in, in the same game. Like they, their offense is so inept at times going back to past seasons because of their guard play. But this year, they actually have guards that could score with Miles McBride. Tash Sherman, the Juco transfer, is playing really well. Uh, Emmett Matthews is stretching the floor at a pretty high clip. And they're they're able to play that four-guard lineup, the four-out, one-in lineup without Sheboy there. So I don't think that's, I don't think it's an anomaly necessarily. Now, they're not going to make, they're not going to miss a, 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 they're not going to not miss a field goal for eight straight minutes in tonight's game. But similar to that matchup, Texas Tech, they're no middle defense. They're susceptible to threes. And I know it might be a get-right spot for Texas Tech from three, and maybe it's a get-right spot for the perimeter defense. But uh, overall, they're giving up the highest three-point scoring rate in Big 12 play. West Virginia with the third highest three-point scoring rate. Um, offensively, maybe that three-point percentage dips. But I, this line is sitting at five and a half. And just because it's a revenge spot for Texas Tech doesn't mean West Virginia can't keep it within five. I don't expect this to go lower than five and a half, though. So I'm going to wait maybe until it gets back up to six to take West Virginia. Does Do you take into account or like do you look at that first matchup, obviously, with West Virginia winning that game? But, I mean, it was at home, and then you look at now they got to do it on the road? Yeah, and there are fans at Texas Tech. So it's a good point, Ryan, because with home court advantage in college basketball, how do you gauge that? And Tech is going to have a home court. Um, I don't factor it too much, even though West Virginia has had its fair share of struggles on the road this season. Again, because of that perimeter offense, they don't turn the ball over and a Texas Tech's offense is also inept at times and struggles to score. Like this Texas Tech team is not the same as it was even last year or the year before that uh, because of their athleticism on the wings. They are really athletic, but those guys don't defend as well as the uh, team from two years ago when you had a Tariq Owens at the five who could play, who could guard the one. Um, they were really athletic and, and those guys could switch at every single position. Not the same with this Texas Tech team. And also Terrence Shane, Shannon Jr., their best perimeter defender might be limited tonight. Didn't play a ton against K-State on Saturday. You can make the case that he was gearing up for this game. But in terms of the matchup, I like West Virginia to keep it within five and a half or six. Eli, why is your guy Dave Lato ducking Villanova? It's a great question. And DePaul basketball sucks. Dave Lato sucks. That's all I have to say 
I hate I hate DePaul, and I never won't hate DePaul. There, people are trying to make the case to bet them on Saturday at plus six and a half at, at Butler. Yeah. No shot. Don't do it. No, absolutely I, not. Are you going to that terrible pizza place right by work to celebrate National Pizza Day today? Because that's your favorite, Giordano's. Yes. Uh, I've really terrible. thought about it. I've actually tried to try to cut terrible. down on the cows. Um, yeah, bad. thank you, Ryan. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. Joe, and okay. I'm, I've moved to Wisconsin, so I don't have yeah. many options now. Yeah. So it's one you're that like, we actually do have. You're like doing Papa John's up there. Like, get me the extra garlic sauce. I mean, you don't have a lot of options, right? Yeah, Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's gross. I mean, yeah. 